Uh, although AJ still hasn't come out of her lodge, and some of us are starting to think she may not be real. <laughs> We're gonna find out what Disney Food Blog would title your favorite movie. Are there too many Mohegans? <laughs> there was a virtual queue for our tickets this week. I do have to apologize. I know because of the high demand, some people, or at least one Wigs member, was trying to resell the tickets. <laughs> Does anyone on the other team want to get? Yak and Yeti How is did correct. you get that? Yes. This is clearly a Yeti and not a chicken. <laughs> Although it does have Arlo's hair, Arlo's hair. <laughs>
a Disney 100 show. It's really just being marketed as part of the Disney 100 because it's going to debut roughly the same time. Um, that being said, though, they were completely silent about it um, in today's announcement, which is weird given that it probably would have been sort of the biggest part uh, of this whole Disney 100 uh, celebration at Epcot for three, a little over three months. So um, the other weird thing is they, they kind of said that Moana, the Journey of Water inspired by Moana would be the last part of the Epcot expansion to open. But given that that's going into cast member previews already, and we are not willing to commit to September, late September being the opening of anything else, I would dare say Moana is not going to be the last thing to open. Then it will be Dreamer's Point and the whole rest of the center of, of what was Future World, what is World Celebration, will actually be the last part of the expansion to open. And that will be later this year. We don't, still don't know when. It seems like maybe they're falling behind a little bit. Spaceship Earth at Epcot will be temporarily closed this month for refurbishment, according to the Walt Disney World website. Uh, looking at the calendar, Spaceship Earth will close at Epcot on Wednesday, July 19th. It remain closed for just one day. It's scheduled to reopen on Thursday, July 20th. There's no details provided on exactly what the refurbishment entails, but it must be important if they feel the need to close on such short notice for a day. A new figment hat has debuted in the creation shop at Epcot, offering us a chance to show off their favorite dragon of imagination in a soft, fluffy way. The figment hat is $34.99. The hat itself is bright purple with our friend's smiling face and bright yellow eyes showcased. His horns stick out and even has his scales uh, going along the back and the uh, space for the wearer's head and the entire dragon head in general is soft and fluffy in texture, plush, a little bit velvet-like and 100% polyester. If you're wondering how I know that, it's because it's I bought it. Get yours now. I'm going to read the rest of the news like this. So my parents could be extra proud of my career path. <laughs> Signage has been installed at Epcot for the newest World Showcase restaurant, uh, Shikisai. This is located in the Japan Pavilion. Shikisai can now be seen in, uh, beside Tep and Ido on the outdoor sign displaying the Mitsukoshi restaurants above the popular Mitsukoshi store. Inside, a sign advertising authentic Japanese sushi has been put in place for Shikisai as well. Mitsukoshi offers a festive dining experience in the fun-loving and sociable izakaya style at Shikisai, Festival of the Four Seasons. Enjoy the delights of an open sushi bar and grill immersed in enchanting scenes from Japanese seasons and festivals. Uh, now we're looking at the entrance of the restaurant where guests will be invited to taste new flavors once it opens later this summer. Very excited. They were supposed to, they were going to try to make the opening of the festival on July 27th. That's not happening now. So another... Another delayed thing. Oh, boy. This program is brought to you by our official travel agent sponsor, Be Our Guest Vacations. Your dream vacation begins with Be Our Guests and their concierge team of expert vacation planners. Head on over to BeOurGuestVacations.com slash WWNT and their team will design your next magical vacation from the Walt Disney World and Disneyland Resorts to the Disney Cruise Line to Adventures by Disney and more. They're also able to book unforgettable VIP tours where you and your group can experience the ultimate park day. And the best part is their concierge services are 100% free, so book today. This story's a little serious. I feel like I gotta take, I gotta take my silly hat off for this one. All right. Uh, another tourist has been accused of behaving badly at Walt Disney World while landing a cast member in the hospital with minor injuries. This situation led to the man's arrest back on May 30th of this year and a battery charge filed against him. I do have to mention again, Police reports are not released to the public instantaneously. That's why there is a delay with this. I saw some, uh, there was a lot of backlash on Twitter and such about us posting this story, but obviously, um, you know, we get the police reports when we get them. And 
Um, you know, you have to understand that. But according to the Orange County Sheriff's Report, Seth Davis, a 39-year-old from San Bernardino, California, was upset because he was in line at Epcot's Remy's Ratatouille Adventure when the ride had technical difficulties. Ratatouille shut down, so Davis couldn't get on immediately. Davis became quote-unquote irate with a cast member when he learned the ride was no longer operating and he couldn't get back in line for the ride. The cast member uh, reported Davis becoming verbally aggressive, so he went to get his manager to help with the situation. Davis demanded he receive a lightning-laid admission when the ride reopened again and argued with the manager who was trying to help him. Using her tablet, the manager said she would try to get him into the line faster, but unfortunately, it was a day when not everything was running smoothly. The manager's tablet wasn't working properly either. It didn't scan Davis's guest pass, the sheriff's report said, which made him even angrier. And when the manager reached to grab another tablet to try again, Davis slapped the tablet out of her left hand, causing it to hit the right side of her ribcage and fall to the ground. The manager alerted staff that she had been hit and was transported to an Advent Health emergency room at Flamingo Crossings Town Center with minor injuries to her left hand and her ribcage. Photographs of the manager's injuries were taken for evidence, and the sheriff's deputy read Davis's Miranda warning, after which he agreed to speak without an attorney. Davis admitted he became upset when the Ratatouille attraction got shut down while he was waiting in line and began demanding to be allowed into the, into the fast line when the ride reopened. Seth, uh, Seth stated he became so upset during the argument that he reached out and slapped the tablet out of, uh, out of hand in a lack of judgment. Davis was handcuffed, arrested, and taken to Orange County Jail, where authorities said they had probable, they, they had probable cause he committed battery, uh, noting they also found two independent witnesses who saw what happened. And last month, Davis pleaded not guilty to a misdemeanor battery charge, according to online Orange Circuit Court records. He's being represented by the Office of the Public Defender, which cannot be reached for comment when we reached out to them. On a recent trip to Disney's Hollywood Studios, we noticed that the hand dryers found in the restrooms or refreshers, if you prefer, at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, uh, now have new labels that designate exactly what they are. The Dyson hand dryers, which look weathered so they best fit into the Star Wars world and Black Spire Outpost, now have decals that read hand dryer on them and point to the opening where guests are to hold their hands to activate the dryer. Now, obviously, we don't know the exact reason, but one could guess this was done because people didn't know they were hand dryers. Um, apparently, people may have thought they were part of the scenery or just didn't think that would be located right there. It was too well-themed for guests, and they didn't know where to dry their hands, so now Disney has labeled them. Thankfully, the, the style of the arrow and the font and everything do match the rest of Black Spire Outpost. They did a nice job with this, but this is... Um, it's always fun to watch operationally how guests respond. I, one of my favorite things about this job is watching how guests take in the experience and what they notice and what they don't. And so I think it's, I think it's pretty interesting that they literally put hand dryers in their face, but because they were semi-themed um, and everything in there sort of a metal finish, people just kind of stared at it and went, oh, well, I guess I'll walk out with my hands wet. Anyway. A new smoked chimichurri braised beef option has been added to the create-your-own-bowl menu at Satuli Canteen in Pandora, the world of avatars. So we went to Animal Kingdom to try it out for ourselves. We do have to note here, this is very important, the previous beef is now no longer available, which I know will be controversial um, because you probably, like me, loved that beef option. But the, the new beef bowl is $14.49. They do have it in the combination with the chicken as well. A cast member recommended we try the new, uh, the new meat option with rice and black beans as the base and charred green onion vinaigrette for the sauce, so that's what we did. That being said, our reporter that had it really enjoyed it, thought it was a good change. 
I still personally need to get out there this week and check this out because I know um, this is uh, Satuli is probably the most well-received counter service in all of Walt Disney World. Um, maybe one of the best-reviewed restaurants in Disney World. Period, for that matter. So this is a this is a big deal, um, and. You know, it, this happens a lot where, whether it's short rib, we see short rib becoming ubiquitous on a lot of the table service menus, and now this kind of looks a little bit like, like the short rib, um, which would definitely be a monetary decision. This would be an attempt to um, make the bowl cheaper for Disney to make uh, and, and increase profits, right? So um, the question is, is the quality the same? Is it worse? Is it better? Um, well, I'm going to go check it out. I'll let you guys know. Maybe we'll do a video review. Disney's Polynesian Village Resort is an original Walt Disney World hotel, and guests now have more options to represent this iconic place with new apparel celebrating the resort. All these items were found at Boutique in the hotel lobby. There's a new straw hat for $34.99. There's a Trader Sam's Grog Grotto white t-shirt for $34.99, and Aloha Polynesian Village shirt for $34.99. Uh, this very cute Polynesian Village Dole Whip shirt for $29.99, and another Trader Sam shirt, this is a tropical one, for $34.99. This and more, you can read about it at www.nt.com. The Pepita puppet in the Magic Happens Parade at Disneyland has been updated to a platform float with a driver. Pepita is the last of the Coco unit, which also contains a float with Miguel, Hector, and Mama Imelda, plus the Alabrije dancers. Pepita is modeled after Mama Imelda's Alabrije from the Pixar movie Coco. Alabrije are, are traditionally wooden animals, and the puppet was made to look like it was crafted in a similar fashion. The puppet, though, is now mounted to a float platform rather than appearing to stroll down the street. The puppeteers are still located inside the float to operate the head and outside to move her wings. There's also now a driver seated in Pepita's belly. Uh, the feet still move a little bit, but they no longer touch the ground, obviously. And the platform is black, and so are the driver and puppeteer's costumes to help them blend in. This is sad because I thought the, you know, it's still impressive, but the Pepita puppet for me was the highlight of the whole parade. Um, but obviously, cast member safety is important. People are getting kind of hurt, so um, a change was needed. San Francisco Square, a reimagining of Pacific Wharf at California Venture, will officially open on August 31st. The land is inspired by the uh, 2014 uh, movie Big Hero 6 and will include a new meet and greet for a talking Baymax as well as Hero. It's kind of a big deal. We haven't had a talking Baymax before, and uh, Hero's appearances in the Disney parks have been few and far between, especially as a face character. So that's coming August 31st. Uh, but San Francisco Square will also feature music from Epcot as well as from the Happy Ride with Baymax at Tokyo Disneyland. The 90-minute background music loop will include four instrumental songs from the Happy Ride with Baymax, including B-A-Y-M-A-X. I can't help but sing it. Uh, a new angle, happy song, and one sweet ride. I love the music from that attraction. So this is, this is good news. It's sad it won't have the words, but it makes sense because it's, you know, it's not, you're not going to a ride. Um, San Francisco Square, for the record, will not have a ride. Uh, Disneyland Resort also shared a look at some Baymax merchandise that will be available from San Francisco's Maker's Market. There's a red youth shirt showing Baymax covered in tape and bandages, a ball cap featuring the healthcare companion with, a, uh, with the cat Mochi, and a white shirt has Baymax outlined across the front and back. The San Francisco Maker's Market will be a storefront stock with unique apparel, home, uh, housewares, and more featuring Baymax and friends. As seen in the concept art, the Maker's shelves are situated on robot storage cases with decommissioned battle bots on display, and Hero's Mega, Megabot will be in the rafters above. 
And across from the Maker's Market, vending machines will have golden medallions featuring Baymax and other San Francisco images. Um, and we also got a first look at the costumes. Uh, apparently, the cast members in the land uh, will have baseball caps inspired by the local sports teams of San Francisco. Um, so we're getting little details here and there. Uh, you may remember last week we commented that um, some of the new menus are already rolling out. July 19th will be Lucky Fortune Cookery, Cocina Cucamonga, and Rita's will be on July 26th. Eric and I are actually heading out um, to California. We're going to bring you a video review and as well website uh, post reviews of all that new food, even though that is well over a month ahead of the grand opening of this land. They're doing this all in phases. And again, August 31st, though, when you'll be able to experience the whole completed thing. The official Disney Cruise Line Instagram page has announced the arrival of Disney Band Plus aboard the Disney Fantasy. After rolling out Disney Band Plus to the Disney Wish last month, Disney Cruise Line announced this week uh, that the next ship in the fleet to gain access will be the Disney Fantasy. Quote, ready for a new wave of convenience and onboard surprises? Will Disney Band Plus set sail aboard the Disney Fantasy starting July 29th? If your cruise begins on or after this date, eligible guests can place orders between 45 to 11 days prior to sailing. Stay tuned for more Disney Band Plus updates as we chart our course across the fleet. Disneyland Paris set a European and Disney Parks record last week, utilizing more drones than any other show ever for their Bastille Day extravaganza. The nighttime spectacular celebrating France and, and classic Disney films occurred at Chateau de la Belle au Bordemont, that's Sleeping Beauty Castle at Disneyland Paris, incorporated over 1,500 drones combined with pyrotechnics. Guests in attendance witnessed Lumiere from Beauty and the Beast, the Festival of Fools from the Hunchback of Notre Dame, references to Ratatouille, and countless other musical and visual spectacles featuring iconic characters derived from French stories. Of course, several French national icons were represented by the drones as well. At the conclusion, a massive French flag in the shape of Mickey Mouse ears appeared. You can watch the full video on our website from our friends at DLP Report. It is worth a watch. It is. So last year we went for, for Bastille Day. We happened to be there. And they incorporated some drones. And it was, I think, the best Disney fireworks show I've seen in my life. And this looks like it blew that away. So definitely worth a watch. Go check it out. Speaking of DLP Report, they have shared a sneak peek at the new hallway design for Disney Sequoia Lodge at Disneyland Paris. The carpet, walls, lighting, and doors have all been updated. It's highly likely that Sequoia Lodge will be the next Paris property to receive a major refurbishment after the Disneyland Hotel project is complete. A video of these design elements was also available. Each room number sign also features a bear and their cub. This is very reminiscent of the Wilderness Lodge logo at Walt Disney World, but also the California state flag. Uh, of course, Sequoia Lodge is meant to pay homage to the Sierra Nevada region of that state where Yosemite National Park is located, the only place where giant sequoias are found, while their close relative, the California Redwood, only exists in northern California and far southern edges of Oregon. The family of trees includes the tallest and heaviest on Earth. Currently, the rooms have an old American West feel with elements of arts and crafts design featuring artwork and anima from animated classics such as Bambi. The lodge opened in 1992, was original opening day hotel at the resort. It was designed by French architect Antoine Grumbach, uh, who took inspiration from various Western United States National Park lodges around the end of the 19th century and beginning of the 20th, such as the Old Faithful Inn at Yellowstone National Park in Wyoming. So this is what we call a test hallway. We've seen this many, many times before. We saw this at the Contemporary years before the Incredibles rooms were installed. Um, They've pretty much done this anywhere and everywhere. They're planning to do a remodel. They, they install essentially a test. Um, I know some people are going to go on and on about this is plain. And I, you know, in most cases, I agree. Um, 
I've, I've said, I like Sequoia. Look, and I love the original artistic integrity of the hotels in Paris. They're amazing. If you don't know the, the full story, I highly recommend our still incomplete series. There are several episodes up, though, of uh, timekeeping. We, we've started a series on Disneyland Paris, and we get real in-depth um, on the creation of the hotels, the backstory, and the design intent, all of those things. Um, the development of Disneyland Paris is amazing, and these are amazing hotels. But Sequoia Lodge is in, it's, it's in rough shape. It's in real rough shape. I've, I've, you know, I love it, but I've stayed there. The air conditioning doesn't work in half the rooms. There's things that are a little beat up or damaged. The hallways have a little bit of a smell to them. They're maybe a little dated. Um, so I, you know, I love the original design, but I also understand why it may be time to do this. And I don't think this is the, the worst, uh, this isn't the worst offender I've seen as far as the plain, uh, you know, de-theming of hotels. I don't think this one's that bad, but um, I don't know. Let us know what you think in the comments. Some of these are worse than others. I know I don't care for them de-theming their hotels, but um, Sequoia is in desperate need of, of some help. Hong Kong Disneyland has revealed some of the refurbished interior of Disney's Hollywood Hotel, which is reopening this month. The lobby and two restaurants have been updated. The updated lobby has a darker color palette than before. The lobby previously had a blue-based color scheme featuring teal columns and a Hollywood mural. The new lobby has brown columns, dark red chairs, and dark green sofas with various artwork on the walls. The studio lounge has a refreshed gold and marble interior with marble details. The Infinity Gauntlet is in a display case between a blue velvet booths. Concept art and props are in glass top tables, and artwork features different Marvel characters. The Ink and Plate restaurant replaces Chef Mickey. A mural of animated Disney characters is on one wall there. Another photo shows a plate shaped like an artist palette with an artist palette cookie. A Golden Donald statue is wrapped up in strips of film elsewhere in the hotel. They still haven't given us sort of a full tour of this. I love this hotel. Um, but it, it also was one that felt like it was in need of an update the last time I visited, which was already four years ago, I think. Um, so, uh, again, this is another one where it doesn't look, at least from what they've shown us, it doesn't look like they did a bad job. It looks like it's still themed, just uh, a little modernized. Rackety's Raccoon Saloon, a quick service snack shop, has reopened at Tokyo Disneyland with a new version of the beloved Critter Sunday. Rackety's Raccoon Saloon is located behind Splash Mountain, which remains open uh, at Tokyo Disneyland, and there are no plans to close it at this time. Um, according to the Tokyo Disney Resort website, the story goes that Rackety the Raccoon, once a moonshine maker, had a brewing accident when his still exploded, causing the dam to break and flood the area, and thus the name Splash Mountain was born. After that experience, he gave up moonshining and now serves guests soft drinks and snacks. He gave up making moonshine for the more lucrative business of ice cream sundaes. Brackety Raccoon is my favorite backstory in the history of Disney parks. We have a, a long history with it here at WDWNT. But the fact that literally only because he made a weird experimental vat of blueberry moonshine that exploded is why the Beaver Brothers Dam broke and Splash Mountain has water flowing through it. That's, that is the real backstory ladies and gentlemen. But anyway, previous iterations of the Critter Sunday include the strawberry milk swirl and the pumpkin milk swirl for Halloween. The new Critter Sunday is, a, is 800 yen. That's about 575 US. It's a swirl of chocolate and milk soft serve ice cream sprinkled with chocolate flakes topped with a full Mickey churro. There are corn flakes at the bottom beneath the ice cream. You can read the review at WWNT.com, but um, the, the ice cream at Tokyo Disney is unrivaled. It's, it's, it's not that processed American ice cream. It, you taste the milk in it. I love it. It's so good. And the Critter Sunday, 
was like a must-do every trip. So, so happy it's back. And as well, our beloved Rackety Raccoon getting the love he deserves. For the absolute latest on these stories and all that didn't make it into today's show, be sure to check WDWNT.com and follow us on all your favorite social media platforms. You can support the entire team behind this show and others by joining the WDWNT Interglobe Society at Patreon.com slash WDWNT. Get access to exclusive content, discounted show and event tickets, and more. Special shout out to all of our WIGS members watching who make this show happen every week. For the worldwide leader in Disney Parks news, this is Tom Corliss saying, enjoy the rest of your today, and have a great big beautiful tomorrow. Welcome to Deep in the Plus. Each week, join host Rob Whiteside as he and a panel of Disney superfans take a different movie or TV show from the Disney Plus catalog. They'll tell you its history, details, and give their review so you'll know if it's worth your time. Current shows, classic movies, and everything in between. Watch Deep in the Plus live Wednesday nights at 9 Eastern for new episodes. Or catch Deep in the Plus anytime on YouTube on WDWNT-TV.